This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. This is Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully sitting in for the full two hours on this lovely Saturday morning. The end is near, folks. Winter, it's almost over. It was almost zero degrees this morning. It's supposed to be one degrees here, one degree here uh, in Toronto. So let's uh, let's cross our fingers and hope. But uh, it's close, folks. Golf is just around the corner. We're just a few weeks of the Masters. The Players Championship is next week. The Arnold Palmer Invitational is in full swing. And Mark Sacchino was playing a lot of golf. We're having a lot uh, on the show this week. We're going to join Mark shortly for Myrtle Beach. Uh, we're going to hear from the contenders at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Tommy Fleetwood and Keegan Bradley, your co-leaders through 36 holes. Bob Weeks is going to join us. We're going to hear from Jamie Rydell as well for a special edition of Winners Weird and What. We're also going to hear from Todd Beach at TaylorMade about the M5 and M6 Fairway Woods. Uh, we did this interview in Carlsbad back in late November, and this product, uh, it's unbelievable. But now, joining us on the line is Mark Sacchino from Myrtle Beach. And uh, Mark, how are you this morning? Good morning, Scully. Um, I'm glad to hear that it's getting closer yes. in the Great White North because yes. uh, once you play, you know, once you start playing, you, you don't want to trigger stop. the bug, right? You don't yeah. want to stop. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's right? going to be four degrees Celsius tomorrow, so I don't know about you, but the shorts are coming out. Maybe, maybe a tank top. Work out outside. You know. All right. Well, listen. Before we, you know, I know we're going to talk about uh, what I'm doing down here in yes. the Can-Am Cup and the Can-Am matches of uh, Canada versus the U.S in our next segment but but before just to tease it speaking about working outside in shorts at yes. four degrees just to tease that segment uh team canada with a little intimidation here in the opening of the matches on thursday Ooh. it was probably i'm going to say 10 degrees celsius when Ooh. we teed off prime time half of team canada in shorts as the <laughs> americans were shivering and looking at us they were we just intimidated them right out the gate in shorts and uh <laughs> Lots of cool stories down here, but uh, it's been a fun week. See, that's the way to do it. That, that was like how Patrick Reed, you know, at the Ryder Cup, it was about, you know, probably eight degrees Celsius, and, and everyone was all bundled up in eight layers, and he showed up in short sleeves. But, you know, th- that's a completely <laughs> different story. He's not Canadian at all. Uh, we're going to get into Myrtle Beach and what you're doing down there, Mark. You're playing some great golf right now in the Can-Am Cup. But before we do that, let's get into some news and headlines this week. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. So we're in early March, and uh, with the new PGA Tour schedule, we're really ramping ramping it up now. Arnold Palmer Invitational this week. The Players' Championship next week. We're going to get into some scheduling uh, concerns and possible uh, withdrawals from some guys shortly. Uh, But first, uh, Mark, in our news uh, and headlines, we have a Canadian in contention this week. Roger Sloan is currently four shots off the lead of Tommy Fleetwood and Keegan Bradley. And you got to say right now, Canadian golf is in a great spot it kind of feels like every week when we do golf talk canada now 
uh, we talk about multiple Canadians in contention and Canadians with the chance to win. And, and with all due respect to our guys, this week, you know, I did some radio hits coast to coast as I do weekly, you know, on our network and mm-hmm. uh, Rick Ralph's show in Winnipeg and uh, Knuckles Nyland in Montreal, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and they asked me, you know, what do we think this week about Team Canada? I said, well, you know, we always got always got a chance. Our guys are out there every week now and it's strong. But I just thought Arnold Palmer Invitational, the big horses in this field, this was such a strong field. We know how good uh, certain players always do annually at this mm-hmm. golf course. I was not kind of, I, I was trying to lower my expectations this week. And then all of a sudden, here we go. Roger Sloan, 70-69. In fact, on the round of 70 in the opening round, his ball striking was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit a ton of greens. He hit a ton of fairways. Uh, couldn't get the putter going. That's probably the worst score he could have shot in the opening round, 70. You know, he turned a 67 into a 70 easily on Thursday. And then yesterday follows it up with an opening, uh, follows it up with a second round of 69. Ball striking wasn't as good on Thursday, but all of a sudden the putter wakes up and, you know, he vaults up the leaderboard with that 69 yesterday and is in contention. It goes to show you, though, Adam, how important putting is at every level of the game. I don't care who you are, where you are. If you're not making putts, the rest of it's pointless. And Roger started making putts yesterday. He sure did. You know, he, he had a span of five birdies uh, in seven holes, and his momentum was halted a little bit. He missed a two-foot, seven-inch uh, par putt on the 14th hole, but rallied back with a two-putt birdie on 16. So he is tied for third with a host of players, four shots off the co-lead of Tommy Fleetwood uh, and Keegan Bradley. Uh, some news earlier uh, this week that broke on Monday that shocked a lot of people was Tiger Woods out of nowhere withdrawing from the Arnold Palmer Invitational, obviously a tournament he's won eight times with a neck strain, and he he made sure to say that his lower back is not an issue here, and it doesn't seem like it's a long-term concern, Mark. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, here's the thing. We all react immediately like we're, you know, oh, my God, because of mm-hmm. because of the history, right? We, we've been trained or, or conditioned to when Tiger does stuff like this, uh-oh, where are we, are we going backwards again? Is is the comeback, you know, yeah. halted or is it over? Uh, you know, I think we automatically overreact. You know what I'm really curious about, Adam, mm-hmm. is that in today's society, okay, the way we, you know how hard it is to keep anything under the lid. Yeah. We, we just got out of Saudi Arabia with the Sergio incident mm-hmm. where we had no video of him abusing greens. We had no video evidence of anything. All of a sudden there's a DQ and we hear all these stories about what he did. Putting service, no video. Here we are here with Tiger Woods. Apparently Rory McIlroy came out earlier this week. Earl Palmer said, yeah, you know, Tiger was getting a, a massage therapy every day mm-hmm. on his neck before and after the rounds in Mexico City. We had no news of that when we were in Mexico. Yeah. No stories, no reports, no nothing, completely under under the lid, and then all of a sudden a WD. So that's what I caught most surprising is that, you know, none of us kind of even knew about this. And then all of a sudden, bang, mm-hmm. he's a WD. So I don't think, uh, you know, I would you be shocked? I'd be totally shocked if he wasn't pegging it up Thursday at the Players' Championship, would you? Yeah, I'd be totally shocked, too. And this sort of goes back to, I think, anyway, an issue, uh, and not even an issue, that he it came up last year at the Open Championship when he had this, the KT tape on the back of his neck and claimed it was a bad pillow, which brings up a lot of questions like, why aren't you traveling with your own pillow, Tiger? You make all the money in the world. <laughs> um, so I, I'm really curious w- what transpires uh, here. And, Mark, another follow-up question on that. You were obviously at the Genesis Open where the 
temperatures were freezing. Uh, and Tiger played a lot of golf in a lot of cold uh, temperatures and weather. You wonder if maybe he, he sort of he could have uh, injured it there, but potentially. Yeah, and I think you're. I think you're right. See, it's a bit of a catch twenty two for Tiger. And yeah. first of all, you're right with the pillow, right? Because <laughs> uh, you know Louis uh, Oosthuizen travels with his own mattress. <laughs> and with all due respect to Louis, who's made millions of dollars, he's missing a zero when we're talking yes. about income in Tiger Woods. Okay, yes. so so he's you know Louis Oosthuizen traveling with a mattress. Tiger might want to you know think about uh, being on the road a little bit differently. Anyway. You're right. When we play on the West Coast, listen, if you didn't have sponsors' obligations, if his foundation was not tied to Riviera, um, things of that nature, even the even Tory Pines mm-hmm. at the Farmers Insurance Open, which is a home game for Tiger Woods, and I know he's had huge success on the West Coast. He grew up as a West Coast kid. We know what he's done there. It's just been off the charts. He's got a Hall of Fame career just on the West Coast. Yeah. Even Nicholson, you can take away everything else they have and just give West Coast, we'll put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. The thing is this. It's a different version of Tiger now. He's yeah. going to be 44 in December. He lives in Florida. The, the West Coast swing is cold and damp. It, they, what, they sh- what we should be doing is playing the Florida swing in February and the West Coast swing in March. Okay, we're, mm-hmm. we're a month too early on the West Coast. And I'm telling you, it wouldn't surprise me. Listen, I'm dealing with back... I, I'm, I, obviously, I don't have. I'm, I'm, there's a far cry between Tiger Woods and Marcus Aquino. Close, we're but yeah, talk, yeah. yeah we're, we're just talking about people who have an understanding of what it is that ha- uh, of what it means to have a back that doesn't cooperate mm-hmm. and muscles that don't cooperate anymore because they're older and they still want to play golf. I'm telling you right now. I, I feel that this week we're playing golf. It's gotten warmer each day, but we started off in 10 degrees. Then we got to you know 12 degrees, and today we're going to be at 16 degrees. You know, my back is howling. My back is howling. My my back wants it to be you know 24, 27 degrees, and, and let's sweat this thing out and get loosey goosey. And that doesn't happen on the West Coast. No, it doesn't happen on the West Coast. And again, if you were PGA Tour commissioner, Mark, of course, everything would, would uh, the world would be just be a perfect place, as, yeah, as, as we both well know. <laughs> with that, now you mentioned uh, Phil Mickelson there uh, on the West Coast, and and he had a, a bizarre week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, oh. a wild 68 on Thursday, including hitting a shot standing in someone's backyard right-handed, and the ball went about a foot, literally. And then he goes on to shoot 78, pumping two balls out of bounds on Friday, and now his status is up in the air for the Players' Championship. He's not quite sure if he wants to play in a, a, essentially the fifth major. What do you think about this? I'm shocked, Adam. I, yeah. knew, he was gonna miss some, I knew he was going to miss some events. Uh, I know he wants to only play 20 tournaments this year, year and no more than 20 tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, so that I get. That I understand. But the Players' Championship, the fifth major, like, come on. Yeah. break. Yeah. I, I, here's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, listen, in the last couple of years, and listen, I love Phil. We all love Phil. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, we've seen him do things unfiltered, emotional, slapping a ball on the green when he was frustrated at Oakmont in, in the U.S. Oh, sorry, at uh, the U.S. Open yep. at Shinnecock. Um, we see, we saw what he did at Pebble Beach with the in the darkness with Paul Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just a, a bit of a sulk for Phil. That's all it is. I think he's going to automatic. He's going to show up at uh, 
that uh, player's championship, mm-hmm. put the ball on the ground and play. This was just, I think, an immediate reaction to what was a 78 and a very frustrating day. If you were the bet right now, yes or no, he plays the player's championship, or yes or you know. I mean, I, I would hope he plays, uh, but they're making an interesting point, uh, you know, on the telecast uh, yesterday because he is obviously one of the most inaccurate drivers on the PGA Tour. At the player's championship, you don't necessarily need that many drivers depending on how you play so uh, for Phil I'm really curious if he does play if his strategy does change and he elects to you know hit more three woods and that sort of utility iron he has in the bag as well well that's it and that's why I don't understand uh, why and listen when they move the players championship to March we all know immediately it's going to be a softer uh, golf course and now he's talking about well it's if it's soft I'll play well we know it's going to be softer than it than it was when he won this golf tournament in May so I don't know what he, uh, you know, what, what his angle is other than a sulk. And I think it is a good golf course for Phil because of what you just said. Yeah. You don't need to hit driver there. You can hit hybrids. You can hit fairway woods. So I don't know. Again, that's why my initial reaction was this is just an immediate sulk after a 78. And guess what? We've all been there. We've all done it. No one likes to play bad. That's for sure. And, I, you know, I typically sulk after I shoot 88 and not 78. So, <laughs> Phil, Phil, good for you. Uh, Mark, coming up next, uh, we're going to learn about why you're at Myrtle Beach and about this Can-Am Cup that has been just thrilling so far, as I've seen on social media. It's, it's causing waves across the social media networks. And it sounds like you had the match of a lifetime. That's our teaser coming up next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And everyone definitely will get faster in 2019 with TaylorMade's new revolutionary M5 and M6 uh, products. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo uh, here until uh, 10 a.m. Eastern if you're listening live. Uh, Mark Sacchino joins us on the line uh, from Myrtle Beach. And Mark, you're playing in the Can-Am Cup this week. Day three is today, so I'm presuming you've been up for four or five hours visualizing, stretching, jumping jacks, that sort of thing? <laughs> you know, no, you know what, Adam? <laughs> Just me. Totally. Oh yeah, you know my morning stretching routine is is vigilant. You know, so uh, no, it's it's been an absolute great time down here. Uh, we've had an absolute blast. The Can Am Cup. It's uh, Team Canada versus Team USA. Um, each team is uh, two captains. So I will be. I'm the captain of Team Canada along with my good friend Dave Hempstead. Mm-hmm. Who's, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, one of the one of the better amateur players nationally, really in Canada for for a period of time. We we grew up playing competitive junior golf together, so we're uh, the captains of Team Canada along with uh, ten amateurs uh, taking on uh, the same side on the U.S. side with my good friend Dennis Paulson, who's my colleague on PGA Tour Radio, and of course Dennis won I think the Buick Open mm-hmm. and lost in a playoff at the Canadian Open and. You know, um, I think, man, he led the Masters, I think, through 36 holes one year. So a little bit out of my league, obviously, <laughs> Dennis Paulson. And Carl Paulson, who was a great, a brilliant player on, on the PGA mm-hmm. Tour as well. So Carl and Dennis. Uh, and uh, it's been great to hang out with both of them. I know Dennis pretty well. Uh, Carl, uh, you know, I've known over the years, but, but 
not the way I, I know Dennis. I, I was, I've never played golf with either one of them, even though Dennis and I have spent a lot of time together on the road, but we're usually working. So it was so much fun yesterday. You know, Canada squeezed out a 3-3 tie Ooh. after day one. And then yesterday morning in the best ball session, uh, we ran over Team USA. I mean, like, we ran them over with oh, yeah. five or five six points, and we had a, an 8-3 lead heading into the afternoon alternate shot, and it, and it didn't go so well yesterday for Team Canada alternate shot. We'll take a 9.5 to 8.5-point lead. Here at Bear, we're at Barefoot Landing Resort, by the way, playing the four courses mm-hmm. here. They got a die course, a Fazio course, a Love course, and a Norman course. So, but I got to tell you, Adam, for me, yesterday was uh, the. It's probably regardless of uh, you know, being a kid, being in your twenties, playing different levels of golf, etc. I got to tell you, yesterday my match was probably the greatest match I've ever been a part of in my entire life. I just can't ever remember anything like this before or ever seeing anything like it uh, with my own eyes. Uh, Dave and I had to go toe-to-toe with Carl and Dennis. Mm -hmm. They gave us one shot aside. They gave us uh, one shot on the front, one shot on the back, alternate shot format. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Dennis and Carl Paulson shot 62 in alternate shot. We shot 62. Five, an alternate shot. These are gross numbers. That, that was my follow-up not, question. Yeah. Okay, these are gross <laughs> numbers. Uh, like Dave and I went back in a time machine to try to keep pace with really two PGA Tour pros. We played way over our head just to stay in contention with them. Um, so we, you know, we were six under. It's a par seventy-one here. Uh, you know, we were six under to their nine under. Uh, we were net eight under. So we were only one off with those two strokes they gave us. We got Dormy on 17, needed to make birdie to continue. We buried it. I buried a 17-footer after uh, Dave stuffed an iron shot in there, hole high. Buried a 17-footer to get it to 18, and then we halved 18, and we lost one down. But I got to tell you, those guys are so cool. They're so much fun. The Mm -hmm. people down here on Team USA are just like their captains, a great group of people. Um, so we, I've never had more fun losing in my life. And I just, it was so much fun watching that. And just to be able to, to, to even be a part of that match and say, Oh my God, we, we kind of held our own is way above my head, as you know, cause we've played enough golf. That's not something that I would do on a regular. So, uh, I gotta tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Holes six through 10, uh, yep. sorry, holes seven through 10. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Holes seven through 10 were halved with gross birdies. Yeah, I'm looking at your card right now on yeah. on Instagram. You can follow Mark at Z-Man yeah. Golf on Instagram. I yeah, think birdie, it was birdie, seven birdie. through ten. Yep, what, is yeah, it, it was. Seven through ten. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Gross birdies. No one wins. And you know, to be bluntly honest with you, Dave and I have no right uh, whatsoever playing against these guys. Okay. Um, but uh, for you know, we turned back the clock and found something for one day. We got to see if we can do it again today. We got to play them today now in best ball. Um, so. We got to figure out a way uh, because it's best ball format. Uh, instead of one shot aside, we're going to get two shots aside in this format. So you know, Dave and I play it off zero, and uh, Carl and Dennis are are plus twos right now. <laughs> so 
they got to give us four. And uh, well, actually, Dennis is a plus three, but uh, he's re- they're refusing to give us five. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, to me, this seems like must see TV. Is this being you know telecast uh, anywhere? Uh, I, well, I feel like it should a, be. Yeah. Well, you got it. So here's the cool part about it. Uh, you know, obviously, we're pumping a bunch of social media out there, and there's uh, you know Play Golf Myrtle Beach and TaylorMade mm-hmm. and Adidas, and everybody's kind of been all over it, pushing it, and people are having a great time with it. But as a uh, as a secondary thing to this, you know, Dave and I are shooting an episode of uh, of Off the Hazel, which is our upcoming TV show. Right, right. And we thought, well, we just kind of, you know, went, hey, you know, if we're going to go down there and do this, why not shoot it and see what we get? We might oh. we might get an episode of Off the Hazel. That's kind of the attitude. I think we just did. Oh. I think we just did. So uh, at some point, when Off the Hazel hits the airways, which we think is November. Um, this will be part of the series, so it should be fun. It, I, you know what? It was just, regardless, just being out there yesterday was a good time. And you know the problem with this, Skelly, though? <laughs> uh, I shoot sixty. I shoot in the 60s five times a year, mm-hmm. which means 5% of my rounds yep. land in the 60s. Every 100 rounds, I'll put five in the 60s. Yeah. Well, I shot 68 in the morning in best ball and 65 in the afternoon in alternate shot, so 85 is coming today. Oh, boy. That's the, that's oh, boy. the only problem with this, right? Because you know I can't put it together like that. If I could put it together like that, we wouldn't be having the conversation talking about golf. We, you'd be going, Mark's in contention this week. So. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be watching Mark live every weekend. Yeah, but yeah. Battling Tiger Woods, going toe to toe. Yeah, uh, so I need another fifty rounds before I do anything remotely <laughs> close to that. So. I don't. I, I don't know, brother. I, I have a little more faith in you than that. I, I know that you're going to go out there and play a good round uh, today. We're going to get a little more into Myrtle Beach a little later uh, in the show. But coming up next after the break, we're going to hear from some of the contenders who are playing professionally this week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley, some others. That's coming up next here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada on this lovely Saturday morning. The end is near, folks. Winter is almost over. Thank goodness. Uh, Some news for Golf Talk Canada. We have a new website, golftalkcanada.com, officially launched on Friday. I recommend you check it out. There's some past podcasts there of our radio show. Eventually, there'll be some TV stuff once we return this week, which we'll discuss in our next segment. Uh, But joining us now on the line again uh, is Mark Sacchino. Mark, you're getting closer to your tea time at Myrtle Beach. Uh, Are the nerves set again yet? Uh, no, I, I, I got zero nerves. And I think that's why I played so well yesterday, Scully, is that it's great to like have nothing to lose. You play yes. so great. Cause like everyone goes, Oh, I'm playing 
two guys played on the PGA Tour. I'm expected to get my head beaten in. So you just go hit it, then you add them up, and they're really good. The rest of the time, you always always worry hey, when you go to the golf course. I gotta learn to, I've got to learn to not care at all anymore. Absolutely. As you once told me in a golf cart, read it, roll it, hole it. And I, I, I repeat, <laughs> I, I might get that tattooed on myself, honestly. It's, it's something I live by now. But, you know, this week on the PGA Tour, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, we're, we're 36 holes in. We currently have a co-lead, Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley. They're off this afternoon at 1.50 uh, p.m. Eastern time. We're going to hear from these contenders now, starting with Tommy Fleetwood after his 6-under-66 in round two. Tommy, 66, uh, great round of golf, and they say if you're going to score out here, you got to take advantage of the par fives. You did that today. Two eagles, a couple of birdies. Your thoughts on the round? Funnily enough, that was when I come off yesterday and I was in the truck with my trainer, uh, just like warming down for the days. I asked how my play was, and I said I could have played the par fives better. I was level par for them yesterday and uh, made a couple up and downs for that. So uh, today, uh, made a much better job of those. And you, and you have to... You know, on tough courses, if the par fives, are, if you can score on the par fives, you have to to shoot a good score, and um, that's basically where I made all my numbers up today. Your scrambling has always been really good on the tour numbers. Through 36 holes, you're 10 of 11, getting up and down, including that sand save that you just made at 18. Just talk about your approach and how you're dedicated you are to that short game. A couple of years ago, really, especially when I started playing out in America, when my game started coming back and. Um, started getting to a little bit more of a high standard where I was playing how I wanted to the short game you know wasn't wasn't good enough I've had Graham um, come over for the last two years and we've done some really good work on the short game and it's tough there's so many uh, there's so many different shots and you need you know you need a lot of um, when you come to America you need to be able to take a lot of pace off the ball and you need to play with some loft as well and um, you know, I'm just I'm constantly working on that really, and yeah, I've had a couple of good days. Like I'm, I'm generally feel like I, I do a pretty good job um, around the greens. You have your off days like anybody else does, but it's it's so key out here because you never, you know, yesterday. Um, I mean, I'm I'm leading the tournament now, but yesterday through the first ten holes, you know, I could have easily, you know, been out of the tournament. I was struggling, but short game keeps you in it, and then all of a sudden you play some good golf and you can build some momentum. And there's not. Um, there's not a golfer in the top five, top 10, top 20 in the world that doesn't have one of the best short games going, so um, it's pretty important. That was Tommy Fleetwood after his second round, six under 66. He's tied for the lead right now uh, with Keegan Bradley. Mark, Tommy Fleetwood, six under on the par fives yesterday. Is it still surprising to you that he doesn't have an official victory on the PGA Tour? Uh, completely surprising, yeah. especially what we've seen him do in high-pressure situations on, on a big scale, like a Ryder Cup, for instance. And mm-hmm. you know, he's still looking for his first top ten of the year. He had a top ten in, er, at the end of 2018, which counts obviously for this season. But if we're looking at 2019, his best start, his best finish in 2019 is, is a tie for 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's amazing to me here too, Scully. Uh, yeah, he played the par fives great. He cleaned it up. He shot 66. How do you shoot 66 on the negative side of strokes game putting? Negative 0.302. So, in other words, other than those par fives, he made nothing yesterday. He took care of the par fives and then got up and down when he missed greens. So, he's got to hit some more greens in regulation and find some more birdies on holes other than par fives, I believe, if he's going to find his first win on American soil. Yeah, 100% for sure. And one of the highlights for Fleetwood yesterday was hitting uh, a fairway medal from 275 yards in the par 5, 12th to about 7 feet, and he made the eagle there. Uh, It'll be fun to watch Fleetwood play today with Keegan Bradley, who is his co-leader at 9 
under par. And after his round, Keegan Bradley spoke with the media. With Keegan Bradley, one of the co-leaders at nine under par with Tommy Fleetwood. You've been a runner-up here. You've finished third here in your career. What is it about Bay Hill that suits your eye and your game so well? Well, I think it's it's there's a lot of really quality holes. You got to hit good iron shots, and that that's sort of the strength of my game. And these past two days, I've had the putter rolling, and uh, that just makes all the difference. Speaking of the putter, when that putter is rolling, how much does that alleviate the pressure off the rest of your game? Well, it's everything. I mean, if I my goal is just to be average zero strokes gain and when and when I'm plus this is you know sometimes can happen so um, you know I went out there today and hit the ball good and putted even better so that's that's a good combo back at Aronimink in Philly last year you got that big win over Justin Rose in the playoff and you said finally the weight is lifted off your shoulders you finally got another win on the PGA Tour how much can an experience like that help you this weekend it can help a lot I even felt today I felt very calm I, I'm never normally calm ever so that uh, that was a nice bonus, and I look forward to this weekend. I'm sure I'm going to be uncomfortable, a little nervous, but um, you know I'm very comfortable around this course in a tournament that I think all of us would love to win. Appreciate the time as always. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, brother. That was Keegan Bradley after his second round. He'll be playing with Tommy Fleetwood at 150 uh, Eastern this afternoon. And Mark, as Keegan said that interview, if he's putting well, he's going to be in contention. And you know, obviously the the, the anchor ban really had a huge effect on Keegan Bradley. And uh, you know, it's his putting has now taken a turn for the better. He obviously went on to win uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, last year, and it looks like he's found a putter that works. Well, he's gone to that armbar style, which, you know, there's probably about a dozen or so guys out there right now that have gone to this style and it saved them. Webb Simpson, mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, yep. uh, Charles Swartzold, Matt Kuchar. The list is starting to grow. And I'm curious, you know, a year from now, I guarantee you, every, ma- every major manufacturer on the planet, a year from now, will have an armbar putter in their lineup, in their catalog, 100%, spring of 2020, I guarantee it. I'm just waiting for the USGA and RNA to to ban this now because, oh, people are winning with this. Let's go ban that now, too. That'll be coming next. Uh, He hit the nail on the head, though, just talking about Keegan Bradley. He's almost a full stroke below strokes gain on the negative side for for the season. That's his average, almost one stroke below dead even. His goal is to get to even, not putt great, just be mediocre. In both rounds, he's on the positive side of zero for round one and two at the Arnold Palmer. So he knows his game. If he's just average or slightly better than average, he's going to have a chance to win. Yeah, 100%. And, and his game seems to be pe- uh, going in the right direction. Uh, 67th Waste Management, 51st at Genesis, uh, tied for 10th a- in Mexico. So Keegan Bradley, uh, he'll be part of the story uh, this week at the Ar- Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, speaking of uh, other, another guy who's in contention uh, this week is someone who won last week, and that's Keith Mitchell, who's, who's bounced back here with another uh, great performance so far through two rounds of the Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational. Six 68 in round two, and after his round, he spoke with Golf Channel's Steve Sands. With the newest first-time winner on the PGA Tour, Keith Mitchell, what have the last few days been like for you, Keith, since that victory at the Honda? Hectic. I haven't slept at all. Uh, For good reasons, though. It's been fun. Uh, A lot of uh, media obligations that you're really excited to take, so it's it's been a blast. You were joking while we were looking at the the high screen there. You haven't shaved in a while. Are we going to keep the playoff beard like the NHL going, or are we going to actually pull out a Gillette somewhere? I'm not sure. I was kind of looking at my outfits this week. I was like, maybe I should just wear the same ones I wore all last week, but... 
Um, I don't know. It's it's just been it's been fun. I want to let it last as long as I can. This win, this victory, it's uh, it's so hard to do out here, and so I'm just uh, really relishing it. Not sure it's possible to see this putt enough, but we're going to go back to Sunday. What were you thinking right there? Um, I was trying to I was trying to remind myself what the break is doing and what the speed is doing because if not, I was going to let everything just compound. And it's kind of funny if you look. I think I might have early stepped it a little bit and I had to look back just to make sure it went in the hole because I was so excited. When you work your entire life for that particular moment, is it a nerve-wracking spot you're in as you're marking the ball and then putting it down and realizing what's in front of you? Or are you saying, you know what, I belong here. This putt's going to go in. It's both. You don't get in that position if you don't believe you can be there. And I really believe in that statement because I've been in close to the positions before and, and really just struggled. Um, so I was definitely nervous. I didn't really know how nervous I was until I gripped the putter and put the putter behind the ball. And then, thank goodness, I was just like, well, this is all you got. I mean, you're here for this, and let's let's do it. And then once I took the putter back and knew I hit it solid, I just that's when I really got nervous watching the ball roll up to the hole. Well, you certainly didn't wiggle it home. You poured it in. Congratulations once again. We'll see you over the weekend. All right, Steve. Thanks a lot. That was Keith Mitchell coming off rounds of 71-68. He'll be playing with Francesco Molinari at 1.30 Eastern uh, this afternoon. Now, the feel-good story of the week, if, if this can happen, it would, it would just be magical. Uh, if Sam Saunders would go on to win this week, he's currently T-17, rounds of 73-68. Thus far, of course, he is Arnold Palmer's grandson, of course, playing uh, the Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational. Uh, after his round, Sam Saunders spoke to Steve Stantz. 28 competitive rounds on the PGA Tour here at Bay Hill. It's your first bogey-free round. Sam Saunders, the grandson of Arnold Palmer. All the years you've been playing here, have you ever seen the golf course in better condition? And what is the key to getting around here bogey-free? Uh, no, I've never seen the golf course in better condition. It, it's to go bogey-free out here today. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. Just you got to drive the ball so well. You've got to, you know, be so precise with your iron shots, and then you got to make some putts. It, it's it's nearly impossible to go 18 holes around here and not have at least a couple tests for par and I did a you know I did a good job today of you know driving the ball really well and then when I had a couple of five six footers I was able to knock them in. Peter Jacobson was saying earlier on Golf Channel that you guys spoke and you seem like you're more comfortable out here on the PGA Tour. You feel like you're about to win on the PGA Tour. As you make your way around this golf course, does it mean more, feel more because of the history you have here? It always has. Um, today I didn't let that happen. I think that's why I just I, I told my I got a pep talk from my wife last night. You know it's it's tough. I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself this week, and I've gotten very comfortable playing on the PJ Tour, but I, I have yet to be comfortable playing here yet in this event. I think I just want to, to do well, and you know, I have so many people supporting me, but I, I'm not trying to make the cut here. I'm not trying to have a good finish. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing in PJ Tour events to try to win, and I need to treat this event the same way. It, it means the world to me, obviously, and I want to make everyone proud, but the only way I can do that is to stay in my own world out there and just get my job done. We can't let you go without asking, what was the pep talk all about? from your wife just <laughs> she's pretty tough but she, you know basically just hey go get it done you know what you're doing out there don't think about all the other stuff get some rest and, and just good attitude go out there with a good attitude tomorrow and stop stop worrying about all the things yeah tough love from the better half we love it all right Absolutely. good luck tomorrow sam thank you very much fueled by a great pep talk sam saunders in the hunt this week at the arnold palmer invitational coming up next we'll have more on golf talk canada this segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. 
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Wrapping up hour one, Mark Zacchino now joins us uh, on the line again from Myrtle Beach. And, and Mark, we're getting closer to your tea time uh, now. Now, before we talk about that a little bit, you're obviously in Myrtle Beach as we speak. And there are currently some, some great deals right now uh, with Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Tell us about that. Yeah, I got to tell you, Adam, listen, there are a million great golf destinations around the world. As you know, Ireland's mm-hmm. my favorite place to play golf in the world. And, you know, I'll be in Casa de Campo next week in the Dominican Republic doing this with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you can't get better at Bandon Dunes. We were there a couple of years ago at Bandon Dunes. But bang for your buck, if that's the category where you want quality, at value, I don't know if there's a place in the world like Myrtle Beach. I really don't. We're, you know, we're playing this week. Fazio, Die, Norman, Love Designs. Uh, there are, you know, top designers. Oh, close to 200 golf courses within 90 minutes of the Grand Strand area here in Myrtle Beach, and tons to do. Great stuff for the family as well. Perfect guys trip. And I mean, like the, the people on this vacation here and playing in this Can-Am Cup that have, you know, qualified to be here, et cetera, they're paying next to nothing. It, it is unbelievable what they are able to do on very little. It's like the clock stopped in 1982 here, you know, in terms of pricing. It's unbelievable what you get to play these golf courses. So go to PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. It's PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Check it out. Um, and, of course, you can get here direct on Porter from the Island Airport in Toronto. There's a lot of different ways to get here with WestJet from the rest mm-hmm. of the country. And uh, Masters Week really kind of kicks off the start of their peak season. they got some great deals for guys who just want, hey, let's do a buddy's trip Masters Week, play golf every day and watch the Masters together. What a great idea. That sounds great. And speaking of Masters Week, that's when 20 weeks of TaylorMade kicks up uh, right here on Golf Talk Canada. Nearly $20,000 worth of gear uh, will is uh, will be given away this year on Golf Talk Canada. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll be in a draw every week to win a bunch of gear from TaylorMade Markets. It's just that easy. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Golf Talk That's Canada, it. at Golf Talk Canada. And if they're already following us, Adam, you're you're qualified. You're in. So there don't think, go. oh man, I've been following those guys for a couple of years now. How do I how do I qualify? You're already in. So uh, looking forward to the Masters show. Well, you know, Masters kind of kicks off everything for Canadian golf season. So why not twenty weeks of Taylor made? Um Man, looking forward to that one. Of course, the grand finale through the bag tour experience. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool for sure. And speaking of pretty cool, Golf Talk Canada TV is back on the air this week. Uh, we're pretty excited for that. It's our Players' Championship preview show. Uh, you and Bob will both pick a winner. We'll have winners weird and what while we were away. Mark, it's great to be back on TV. And, you know, as, as this basically says or summarizes, uh, spring is basically almost here. Yeah, it's almost there. And you know what? Thinking about next week, thinking about we're kicking off. It's 1 p.m. The first run is 1 p.m. Eastern on TSN4 on Wednesday. Of course, uh, Golf Talk Canada repeats throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Day, WD yeah. this week with a back injury. Yeah. You know, he's had back problems his whole life. I really thought, you know, he was lo- flying under the radar. and He was a guy that I absolutely love 
at uh, at the at TPC Sawgrass. We saw him dominate there a couple of years ago. Now not in the field. Mm, wow, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be. I, I hope it's not serious. I hope he's ready for next week, and I hope he's uh, tuned up for a good summer. Because I had him as one of those guys. Everybody goes with those five, six, seven names. No one ever talks about Jason Day. I had him under the radar to maybe uh, upset a few people this year. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. And he's had so many back issues, and he just said he woke up. I believe it was Sunday morning, and, and he couldn't get out of bed. It was just sort of a flick of the a flick of a switch, and, and that was that. So unfortunate for that. I should mention as well our show. Uh, uh, this week is 60 minutes long, an hour-long show. We have actually have some more hour-long shows uh, this year, which we are very excited to uh, to share with you. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a new website as well, GolfTalkCanada.com. It's launched uh, on Friday, which uh, we are also very uh, excited about. And speaking of exciting, Mark, Canada, a one-point lead heading into the final day of the Can-Am Cup. We've seen in past Ryder Cups some captains give some motivational speeches or I got a good feeling about this. Was there anything you told the team room last night yeah i said said, drink more drink more there's one thing canada can do better than the americans hands down and that's drink the night before and play golf with their fake beer their fake four percent beer we'll show you so so we got a very heavy pep talk we went for a big carb dinner at an italian restaurant oh yeah and and i can't talk on the air about what the team did after that Uh we are we are ready and we are set to go uh, we got to get this one in the house. Kind of interesting. We're playing two-man best ball yep. in the final session, but each match is worth two points. We have nine-hole match on the front for a point, nine-hole match on the back for a point. So each each match out there, two points up for grab. Lots can happen today. Well, and before we let you go, Mark, only about 30 seconds left. Uh, what kind of putter are you using this week? I've got one of the TP TaylorMade models. Yep. Hasn't left my bag. Ooh. Haven't switched it conventional grip wow uh wow. and i think that's part of the reason why things are good i've got out of my way psychologically with the putter i'm just like you said right read, read it, it roll it hold it. it that's it baby magic magic well mark thanks so much for joining us this morning and good luck this afternoon in the can-am cup thanks adam have a great second hour and we'll talk this week brother thank you my friend that was mark Zacchino, the man who does everything here on golf talk canada he'll be playing in the can-am cup uh, this afternoon uh, in myrtle beach that wraps up hour one right here on golf talk canada hour two bob weeks jamie Rydell, todd beach from TaylorMade. that's all coming up in hour two right here on gtc this segment of gtc presented by acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Hour 2 here on Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here in studio. Uh, speaking of Myrtle Beach, Mark Sakino was just uh, joining us for Hour 1 in Myrtle Beach where he's playing in the Can-Am Cup. He's getting ready 
for the third uh, day this afternoon. It's, it's a big day coming up for Mark Sacchino, and uh, I'm sure he's uh, getting ready and visualizing as we speak uh, now. But now joining us on the line for more this week on the Arnold Palmer Invitation and everything in the world of golf is Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you, sir? I'm good, Adam. I'm very good. Nice of you to take over the uh the steering wheel this week and let us all sleep in a little. I'm doing, me. I'm doing my best. <laughs> now, did you sleep in or are you on a treadmill right now? Or uh, No, I'm, uh, I slept in a little bit, but nice. uh, I, will be, uh, I will be running outside a little bit later. Outside? Okay, good, good. I, yeah, I mentioned off the top of the show, yeah, winter is ending. It's, you know, four degrees tomorrow. I'll be in shorts and a tank top outside. So uh, <laughs> I, I, it's a little optimistic uh, on my part, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I like your optimism. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Now, uh, on to golf this week, on to more important matters, I should say. Yes. And there is a Canadian in contention at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and that is Roger Sloan. He is four shots uh, off the lead. Uh, from what you've seen so far, Bob, from Roger Roger, what do you think of his game thus far this week? Uh, he's been playing pretty steady golf. You know, if you look at uh, you look at the numbers, he's he's driving it long and he's driving it in the fairway, which seems to be the key around this place this week. It looks like the rough has been very long and very penal. And guys, uh, if you look at most of the guys here at the top of the leaderboard, they're also up near the top, sort of driving accuracy stats as well. So mm-hmm. Roger's been playing pretty well for the last little while. He's had a couple of good finishes lately, and um, his confidence is uh, is really sort of riding high. I ch- chatted with him last week. And he just sort of feels that, that his game is at a level right now where he's comfortable with things, uh, where he knows where the ball is going, and he's not really intimidated by anything that's going on around him, which is a big key. And the first time he played the PGA Tour in 2015, he sort of felt that he looked at all the other players and said, oh, I have to hit the ball higher, I have to hit the ball longer, and made some changes to his swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, this time, he says, I know my game's good enough, but the game that I've got right now to play on the PGA Tour, and uh, he's sticking with it, and so far it's, uh, it's showing well. Yeah, that's, that's what I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you. You know, he's 31 years old. He's from British Columbia, and sort of, you know, having that, he's al- he's almost like a veteran rookie, if you will. He's an older guy, so that intimidation factor doesn't really affect him at all, which is which is crucial for for his game. But as a whole, Canadian golf right now. You got to say it's in a pretty darn good spot with you know Adam Hadwin had a runner-up finish this year. Corey Connors had a runner-up finish this year. Adam Svensson's had a couple of great rounds out of the gate and a couple of good finishes. We can't really complain about the state of Canadian golf right now, can we? No, I would say that uh, right now in the 30 years plus years that I've been covering the game, this is probably as deep a talent pool as we have on the PGA Tour. I mean, there's nine guys with playing uh, privileges uh, mm-hmm. if you include Graham Dillette, who uh, swears he's going to get back before the end of this year to hit some shots. So that's good. But all these guys, you could really almost make a case week in, week out that every one of them is, is a legitimate contender um, in, the, in the field that they have. And, and it's really nice to see some of these guys coming, you know, doing a little bit of a bounce back. So Corey Connors finished in, outside the one, top 125 last year, but has already pretty much guaranteed mm-hmm. himself um, better privileges for next year with a couple of good finishes, including that runner-up that you pointed out. He's, uh, he's doing really, really well. Uh, he's in the field next week at the Players' Championship as well, as is Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor. Uh, those two guys now, I guess you consider them veterans, and, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for, for, for a breakout from, from one of those two to get a win this year. Um, you know, they're, they're experienced enough. They're good enough to try and get it done. And then we saw, obviously, Adam at the Desert Classic uh, with a good chance to win, and I, I think he's pretty hungry right now. His numbers are looking good, so um, maybe next week will, will be the week. Yeah, for sure. And obviously next week you'll be uh, at the Players' Championship. Uh, what's your excitement level, Bob, now that the, uh, the TPC Sawgrass and the Players' Championship uh, is, is back in March? How different of a golf course do you think we'll see than in past years where it was in May? I think it's going to be very interesting to see that. I think from talking to some of the guys that I have 
um, the course is going to play a lot longer. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, it's going to be wetter. It's going to be softer. So I was chatting with Webb Simpson uh, earlier this week, and he said, you know, last year he hit driver and driver. Uh, sorry, he hit a hybrid off the 18th hole, <laughs> and then like a seven iron or six iron into the green. This year he says he might hit hybrid, but it might be for a second shot. <laughs> so. A couple things happen. Obviously, it gets wetter, so it plays longer. Also, the wind direction generally changes at that time of year, so it's more into you on some of the longer holes, um, which will obviously add a little bit to it. Guys will be hitting a lot more drivers than they've hit in the last few years. So um, I don't think the scores will be quite as low as we've seen them, but mm-hmm. a lot of it will depend on the weather. We're expecting a, a little bit of a wet uh, week, a little bit of a cooler week from what I understand earlier in the in the week. That was the forecast anyway. Um, so, so it's going to be interesting to see how it changes. And, and I think the guys, uh, you know, there's very few of you look at the, sort of the top group of players who played this in March, the Justin Thomases, the Jordan Spieth, even the DJ um, said that the first year he played the players was the first year it moved into May. So mm-hmm. a lot of guys are going to be doing a little bit of figuring out of, of how it's going to play as they get to that golf course early next week. We're in conversation here uh, with Bob Weeks. And Bob, mm-hmm. speaking of, of next week, uh, you know, there's news that came out uh, on Monday, uh, last Monday, I should say, uh, that Tiger Woods uh, withdrew from the Arnold Palmer Invitational, obviously not in the field uh, this week. And, you know, what do you think about him at the Players' Championship? Uh, it doesn't seem like this next strain is much of a concern. Uh, do you think we'll see him in this field? Well, I think the one thing that, that, that how Tiger's going to make his decision is if he doesn't think it's good enough if he thinks it's going to cause a problem down the road mm-hmm. he wants to be ready for thursday at augusta national yeah. and everything else takes a back seat to that so if his neck is not in a position where he thinks it's going to get better in a week or two weeks or whatever he needs more rest then he'll skip the players championship i can i can see that happening i don't think that'll happen i think he will play mm-hmm. um, but this neck injury has been a little bit more than just a you know it's, it's a little strain but it's obviously been bothering him we found out that he was getting treatment for it in, uh, in mexico a couple of weeks ago so uh, it's something that's been hanging around, and this is what you get when you're a 43-year-old with a 60-year-old's body that's gone through the ringer with all sorts of surgeries and ailments. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's had neck issues before. So, I mean, if he pulls out, and now Phil Mickelson is saying, you know, his game is so bad, he doesn't know if he's going to play next week. It'll be interesting to see if the, the top two uh, marquee players, let's say, um, don't show up in the field, how that'll affect things. But um, I have a sneaking suspicion that you'll see both of those guys get to the first tee. Yeah, and of course, all the talk last year was Phil and Tiger playing together those first uh, two rounds. Before we get to Phil, one final thought here on Tiger, and this sort of goes back to the Open Championship last year where where, where he had the KT tape on the back of his neck and he complained of, of a bad pillow uh, overseas. you, you got to wonder why why he wouldn't travel with his own pillow, perhaps? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, Louis Ustays in the... Uh, suffered for years with a bad back. He travels with his own mattress. <laughs> so he actually puts it in. There's a trailer that takes a lot of a player's golf clubs from, from place to place. Yeah. He worked out a deal to throw the mattress in there because he just wanted to make sure. And you're right. Some of these guys you would think would uh, would know enough right now that uh, you're not going to get the best of everything. And when you get to some of these hotels or things are going to be different, uh, yeah, you might want to. He might want to throw a couple of pillows on that private plane of his when he flies over to Northern Ireland yeah, this year. Yeah, you would think for sure. And 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 getting back to the other veteran, uh, Phil Mickelson, he obviously he had a wild week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, a 68 on Thursday, highlighted by one of the crazier, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the crazier Phil highlights we've ever <laughs> seen, standing in someone's backyard hitting it right-handed into a fence. Uh, did you see that shot, Bob? And if so, what did you think of it? I did see the shot, and my uh, 
my favorite moment was a moment that I think all of us kind of hackers have uh, have experienced where you take a big swipe and you look up to see where the ball is flying, <laughs> and then your next instinct is you look down and you realize it hasn't really gone very far. Yes. And that's what happened with Phil, of course. It ro- rolled into that little uh, mesh fence and then plopped right back down at his feet. Oh my goodness. But the, uh, the reaction of him looking for the ball in the air, and, and uh, I mean, only Phil would try that shot probably. Um, but I just thought that was priceless. And, and just another one to add to the highlight reel of uh, Phil Mickelson of both good and crazy shots. Yeah, and as Phil said after the round, he, he said, oh, I flushed it. Yeah, he, he totally expected to hit the green right-handed. I mean, obviously he is a right-handed, uh, naturally a right-handed player, but obviously he plays professionally left-handed. Uh, a bizarre for Phil, for sure. And then, of course, on Friday... He shoots 78. He, he, he flushes a couple balls out of bounds way uh, left. This is the first time since 2005 that Phil shot four under in his first round of a PGA Tour event and didn't uh, make the weekend. Uh, you mentioned earlier that he doesn't think his game you know, is, is in the right spot right now, and especially at the Players' Championship, where you're going to have to hit a lot of drivers on a wet golf course. Uh, do you think we'll see him in the field? It, it seems like he's really up in the air right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is Phil just talking out loud, and mm-hmm. I... Uh, thinking out loud maybe I, I honestly think that he won't I, I can't see him skipping it to be perfectly honest yeah. with him I'm sure uh, Commissioner Jay Monahan's having a word with him and saying hey Phil we could really use you here <laughs> um, but if he is really if he is really really struggling then I, then I could see it uh, I could see him and uh, you know pulling out but he said he's going to go to Ponte Vedra anyway he's going to he's going to see the golf course and, and I think that might be part of the determining factor as well just to see how long the rough is um, you know if, if his game has any kind of chance to play there and it's not a very uh, friendly golf course if you're uh, if you're spraying the driver, so mm-hmm. that may, may play into his decision as well. Just Phil being Phil, classic exactly. Phil. Uh, now on to on to the uh, Colt Morinets left on to this uh, this week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Guys who did make the cut, uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, he's a co-leader with Keegan Bradley, uh, nine under par. It, it, you know, Bob, it's it's sort of hard to believe uh, from my perspective anyway that Fleetwood is still uh, winless uh, on American soil. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the guy is such a great player, as evidenced by those two rounds, 69-66. I mean, this golf course is playing really, really tough. You can see, uh, you know, like two unders in the top 20 right mm-hmm. now. So it's um, it's not an easy golf course. So those are pretty impressive rounds. And you saw what he did last year at the U.S. Open on Sunday. Yeah. Um, he's an excellent golfer and just hasn't been able to kind of pull things through at the right time on the right golf course against the field. But I, I, I think it's more just a matter of time. I mean, he's such a good player. And it could happen this week very easily, the way he's playing, if he mm-hmm. keeps going like like he's doing, but there's a pretty good, pretty good talented leaderboard up there. You know, got Keegan Bradley and Johnny Vegas and uh, Open champion Molinari, and so there's there's some some talent up there, which I think is interesting. One of the interesting guys I'm going to be looking for is Eddie Pepperl, um, who, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. He's very funny on Twitter, and uh, and I think uh, it would be fun to see him. Uh, win just to see just to listen to the press conference after well and, and of course eddie pepperell had that great line uh, you know after the final round of the open championship last year where he said you know i had a couple drinks last night i was a little hungover didn't really care how i played and he he vaulted inside the top 10 so uh maybe eddie will, will, will stop for a couple cold ones after after the round. <laughs> maybe you will right. <laughs> but but uh, you mentioned uh, keegan bradley there and his career's had a bit of a renaissance uh you know the, the anchor ban really affected his game uh, negatively for a long time but this week he's been putting uh, very well and it seems like he finally you know has a putter that works for him of course last year he won in the FedEx Cup playoffs but you know now it looks like he's finally found a flat stick that that really has worked well for him yeah he actually said that uh, that, that part of the breakthrough came at the RBC Canadian Open last uh, year where he played very well as well he said that was one of the probably the best putting round he'd had or putting tournaments he's had since he uh, since the anchor ban went into to, uh, into effect 
Um, so he's found a way to reinvent himself. His ball striking has always been very good. And, and it was just on those greens where he had to kind of relearn how to putt. And obviously he's done that by judging by you what, as, as what you said last year, finishing up in the FedEx Cup playoffs and now this week with, uh, with a couple of uh, good rounds to tie for the lead. So um, good player, nice man, uh, very, very confident now with the putter. And that's been the big difference. Yeah, the big difference uh, for sure. Now, Bob, uh, before we let you go, uh, some some sad news uh, this week uh, in, in the golf, uh, in the media world. Uh, Dan Jenkins, one of the most influential sports writers, uh, passed away this week uh, at the age uh, of 89. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, memory or, or a moment with him? You know, Dan Jenkins um, is just a legendary. In the very first U.S. Open I went to, Lauren Rubenstein, this is back in 1988, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Rubenstein brought me over to a table in the lunchroom and we sat down. There was Dan Jenkins, who uh, was at the pinnacle of his career, and a guy by the name of Herbert Warren Wind, who was a, a longtime golf writer for the New Yorker. He was the guy who actually coined the term uh, Amen Corner. Mm. So these two guys were kind of the, the, my heroes growing up, listening to, and, and along with Lauren, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, reading all their, their stuff. And I got to know Dan a little bit. In fact, he sat right in front of me at the uh, PGA Championship two years ago. Nice. Or last year, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, would always, uh, he would always greet me with, uh, with, the, <laughs> with the same greeting. He would say, Hello, Weeks. Uh, what's pissing you off today? <laughs> so, <laughs> that was kind of a standard greeting, but he was a, a, a giant, um, brilliant writer, and he uh, he's going to leave a lot of, of uh, great words for people to, to, to look over. And if, uh, there's lots of links on, on uh, Twitter. If you don't know who he is, um, there's a, some, some great stuff you can read about him and, and uh, what an impact he left and, and had on the game of golf. 68 Masters, I think he covered something crazy like that, or 48 Masters. I mean, he's been to almost every major you can think of for you know, 40 and 50 years. Yeah, that's great. 68 Masters, uh, a legend in the sports media game. Uh, he passed away at the age uh, of 89. Bob, thanks so much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, good luck with your run later this afternoon, and uh, <laughs> safe travels down to the Players' Championship. We'll talk to you from uh, Ponte Vedra. Yes, we will. That was Bob Weeks. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to learn about TaylorMade's new M5 and M6 fairway metal technology. You don't want to miss this. That's coming up next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo in studio here for the next... uh half hour, 35 minutes or so right here on Golf Talk Canada. Uh, just a few months ago, uh, we got to go down, go down to Carlsbad to the TaylorMade Kingdom, uh, where we learned all about their new product for 2019, and it's very exciting. Mark Sacchino had a chance to catch up with Todd Beach about TaylorMade's new M5 and M6 fairway medals. 
With Todd Beach from TaylorMade continuing our look at the M5 and M6 product line for 2019 and Fairway Woods is going to be a huge hit. I'm an M3 player myself and I'm looking at that M5 and the one thing I'm noticing Todd is that 65 gram weight now in the base and the sole plate. This is going to be a huge hit. Yeah, I think by going to this new titanium construction on the M5 compared to where we were at with steel on the M3, it really freed up a lot more weight to do some exciting stuff on this fairway wood. So we've got the 65 gram weight, and now it's just got one screw you can see here, and, and allows it to slide in this track. And you still get more CG movement than you did with the M3, but without moving the weight as much, because it's so heavy at 65 grams. And if you're a player like myself, who had a 15 degree and dialed it down to 13, that 13 now is just gonna fly a little higher and carry a little further in 2019. Correct, because we, with the titanium and this heavy weight, we're able to get the center gravity down lower, so it's projecting more where you actually hit the ball and giving a higher launch, lower spin, just more speed. And for me, the huge win in the fairway woods this year is that we have twist face now for the first time ever in fairway woods in both M5 and M6. Massive success in 2018. Just helped the golf community get straighter, including the best players in the world. And now fairway woods will follow. Yeah, and you know, with the driver last year, we, we found out that you just can't use the robot to dial in the face bulge and roll. You need to actually test real humans and look at big data on that. And so we had that big data on the driver. We put it in there. More golfers hit straighter shots last year on the driver, but we just didn't have enough data to be able to say what, how much twist or do we even need twist on a fairway wood. So we now spent a whole year testing fairways and we found out we answered that question do fairway woods need twist and the answer was a resounding yes actually even more than the driver so instead of having a one degree twist on the driver we now have a 1.5 degree twist on the fairways to help bring shots back to the center for real golfers so as in 2018 with the drivers we're going to get straighter with our fairway woods in 2019 the m6 is a really interesting product for 2019 the profile's gotten larger could give the consumer a great deal of uh, confidence looking down on it and if you want to hit it high and far that's the fairway wood for you yeah it's just kind of your grab and go distance fairway uh, it's building off our speed pocket technology that really allows you to get more flex on the face we're right up to that legal limit there. We've actually made it more flexy, a little deeper, so you're just getting even more speed. Will the uh, M6 fairway wood also be available in a D model like the driver, Todd, for 2019? Yes. Now, for the first time, we, we had such success on the, the D-type uh, driver that we've had a lot of golfers saying, hey, I still struggle with my fairways as well. So now we offer the M6 in a D-type as well. Rescue available in M6. Gapper going to fill the gap, so to speak, for the M5 line. Huge success coming from fairway woods and hybrids in 2019. Again, thanks so much for your time, Todd. My Pleasure. Very exciting product coming uh, from TaylorMade, their M5 and M6, both driver and fairway metal. They are hot. They go forever, and they will help your game. Coming up next on Golf Talk Canada, we're going to have a very special edition of Winners Weird and What with a very special guest. That's coming up next on GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. The final half an hour right here this morning on GTC. It's, it's been a great show thus far. Mark Sacchino was here for the first hour discussing uh, golf in Myrtle Beach. Of course, he's there for the Can-Am Cup. Bob Weeks was just with us as well. We just learned about the TaylorMade M5 and M6 fairway medals. Uh, some very exciting uh, revolutionary uh, product. If you weren't with us earlier in the show, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley are your co-leaders right now. The Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational. Some Canadian content here to look at Roger Sloan. Four shots off the lead in a tie for third. Uh, he will be teeing off this afternoon at 120 with Kevin Kisner, so a good pairing uh, for Mr. Sloan. But now joining us for a very special edition of Winners Weird and What, and, and to discuss the latest in the world of golf is the producer of everything uh, golf and CFL and everything else he does here at TSN, Mr. Jamie Riddle. Jamie, how are you, sir? Hey, Skelly, what's happening? Not too much, uh, my friend. Before we get into some winners, weird, and what I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, this week. I've asked uh, both Mark and Bob separately about uh, Roger Sloan. What have you seen uh, from this performance thus far this week from Roger Sloan? You know, I think, you know, he's kind of doing what he needs to do to try and maybe. You know, the first, the last time he was on the tour, he didn't earn his card back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just a guy playing with some confidence right now. Yep. And you know, he's these these finishes are so important for him because it'll get him into more tournaments. One, and he's already, I believe, right as it stands now, he's 80th on the FedEx list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever, however he finishes, but say he gets a top five this week. Mm-hmm. He's almost got his card locked up for next year. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's he's doing what we would hope that the other Canadians would do um, to try and, you know, get those early good starts. You know, guys like Ben Silverman and David Hearn who are struggling to get into some tournaments at times. Mm-hmm. And now that this new schedule, we don't know what this new schedule, how many tournaments are going to get in. But, you know, he's just a guy playing with confidence. And, you know, it just goes to show you how deep golf is right now. Yeah. Um, when you got guys that you know, I I don't know his world ranking off the top of my head, but he's probably not in the top 300. Um, but a guy going along very nicely, having some nice finishes, playing in a tournament that has the field that they have this year at Bay Hill, mm-hmm. um, and and hopefully the weekend will be good to him, yeah. and he can stay in in that top 10 position. Um, and who knows outside shot again in the players. Yeah, yeah, you know it's 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 a big week coming up in the in the players. That, so uh, I should say, Roger Sloan, two hundred and seventy sixth in the world right now. And if uh, if he currently stays uh, in this position, he'll move up to fifty seventh uh, in the FedEx Cup standing. So it could be a big week for Roger Sloan. Right. Now, you mentioned the Players Championship there, and, and obviously uh, you'll be going with Mister Weeks. Yeah. Uh, you guys leave tomorrow or Monday. Monday. Monday, beautiful. Well, so uh, one guy whose who's status is a little in question right now for the players, he withdrew from the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week, was Tiger Woods uh, mm-hmm. with a neck strain. Uh, 
it, he he seemed to you know put it out there that it's not that serious. It obviously, has nothing to do with the low back. Uh, do you think we'll see him in the field at the Players Championship? I, you know, he's if he, he's been dealing with this since Mexico, mm-hmm. so that's a long time. But I guess it's it. We're, he's at we're at the stage with Tiger where you know he's forty three years old. Yeah. He it's not going to heal quickly. <laughs> um, the healing powers of Tiger have gone. Um, you know, and who's to say it's not part of the back? Yeah. Um, but you know, I would hope that. You know, it's it's with him, with Tiger. It's hard to say because he doesn't give information, mm-hmm. and you just never know what's the real problem. So, if he's been dealing with this for three weeks, it's probably a lot more serious than I think they're letting off. But you know, who knows? With a week of rest, another week of rest. Hopefully, he can tee it up. But again, like he's not going to put himself in jeopardy of missing the Masters. So. If he can't go, he's not going to go. But um, right now, him and Phil are both in the field and Jason Day. Mm-hmm. So Phil hasn't decided whether he's going to play. That's not injury-related. That's just schedule-related. <laughs> and uh, and Jason Day's got the back injury. So, you know, un- unfortunately, those are two top players if they lose Tiger and Jason Day, two big draws uh, for the players. But they got tons of others. But uh, I, it, it, I'm mildly concerned. Yeah. Okay. About Tiger. Yeah. Mildly yeah. concerned, but it's. I don't think it's as. Oh yeah, it's just the next strain. Mm-hmm. Like they're pu- putting it off. I think there's a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's been what three weeks since Mexico. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's one of those things where we just got to be patient and wait for Tiger because this is what's going to happen. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. Now, now you mentioned Phil Mickelson there, and and he's going to be a focal part of my winners weird and what because you're joining us today for a very special edition yes. of winners weird and what the second time we've done this the two of us together. And before we get uh, and as we get going here, I should say, uh, Jamie, the tea is yours. Wow. So so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, let's let's hear it. All right, well, I changed I changed I had my winner pick, but Ooh. I changed it to Inaudible. To the Sloan Ranger. Nice. Roger Sloan. Nice. Um you know the form that he's shown lately with some good with some good finishes when he needs to, and hopefully this weekend is another one of those finishes where he can actually maintain his position on the leaderboard. Who knows? Maybe even win the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know he's only four shots back. You know he he got off to a rough little start yesterday, but managed to get under par again, and he's in great position. So my winner is Roger Sloan, nice. and, and again more Canadian golf more Canadian golfers staying on tour. You know we already have. Adam and Nick Taylor and and Mackenzie Hughes and those guys got to get their game going. But now with Corey and Adam Svensson and Roger Sloan, you know, um, picking up picking up the slack mm-hmm. for for some, it's really it's really nice to see. Uh, my weird Ooh. is what, what a weird sequence of shots that happened Thursday at Bay Hill. Yes, and I won't steal your Phil thunder. Oh, well, but you. obviously Phil is one of them uh-huh. from the fence. But Ian Poulter shanks it, and complete shank yells four right. Are you serious? <laughs> and DA points doesn't like a shot, and it's a hole in one. <laughs> so so my, my weird, it's all the weird, all the crazy that went around. Sat, Thursday was was a, was a weird, and I'm not even saying that all of them, but Sat, Thursday was a weird one 
on at Bay Hill. That's my weird. And my what is what a great job they've done with this tournament since mm-hmm. Arnie's passing. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody thought they, everybody thought they'd draw big players, and they have to an extent. But what Sam Saunders and everybody, his grandson and everybody mm-hmm. down at Bay Hill has done with the tournament, with what they've made the Arnie experience that they have now and building it up the way they have the opening tea, the ceremonial tee where all the guys are on the range and they hit they hit a ball in honor of Arnold Palmer. And, and look, this year they got 12 of the top 20 in the world, which is the first time they've had that in a long time. And mm-hmm. then you got Phil Mickelson, who hadn't played it since 2013, playing this year and maybe not playing the players. Yeah. So I really think it's been... You never know what's going to happen to these tournaments. You know, Byron, like, look what happened with Byron Nelson when yeah. he passed. That that tournament isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really nice to see that they've kept this tradition going uh, with a tournament that bears one of the greats in the game, in the game's history, uh, Arnold Palmer's name, and uh, and really, really continue to push it to make it a better fan experience and player experience. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and it, it's great to see 12 of the top 20 in the world in the field this week, especially, you know, given the schedule. The schedule, mm-hmm. it's it, yep. it's it's not the greatest point in the schedule for the no. for the API. You know, you had you had uh, Genesis, you had, you had Pebble Beach and Genesis, then Mexico, uh, and then Honda, and then this, yeah. and then players, and Valspar, and you know, it, it seems like every week on tour, uh, there, there's there's a huge event going on, but uh, bravo to those guys uh, for playing 12 of the top 20 in the world. It's going to be a great weekend finish, mm-hmm. uh, that's for sure. Now, Jamie, the T is now mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You the truth. All right, so, so to piggyback sort of on, on your weird, I, I'm going fir- to first of all clarify w- one thing that Ian Poulter actually tweeted out 12 hours ago from right now about w- what we were calling a shank. I, I, did the, I did the highlight pack for SportsCenter right, that day, yeah. and I called it a shank as well. And uh, you said it was a butt ball. Yeah, so Ian said, and I'm quoting him here, I can own up to every shank happily. I've hit loads of them. Yesterday on the eighth hole, that wasn't a shank. Half the left side of the ball was covered in mud, and it's the most I've ever seen a ball move offline. Mud balls are disastrous to golfers. Just wanted to clarify. I don't know, Ian. That's, that <laughs> sounded hosily, you know, 46 yeah. yards right of the green. I don't know. It's a lot. It was a lot offline, and it was right away. Right oh, away. And, and it, it, it might have been the best four call we've heard in yeah. a very long time. You seriously? Like, but the shot tracer doesn't lie. It went right, <laughs> like, right away. So, you know, maybe there was a little, I'll give, him, I'll give him a little credit. He's a pretty honest guy, but yeah. it was just a weird, it was just a weird shot. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a strange shot. And, you know, we, we've sort of lost the art of the good four call, you know, uh, nowadays yeah. guys are sort of just it's doing the, doing the hashtag tour sauce and, and just sort of pointing right or pointing left. But that was an all out four call, <laughs> something that I'm very experienced doing because I think oh, it's yeah. better to hit the wrong fairway than the right fairway. That's right. But I digress. So <laughs> my, my winner this week is actually Phil Mickelson. You, you might think, you know, he missed the cut. He does this, he does that. But, you know, Phil is so good for golf because he tries the shots that no one else would ever consider trying. He is standing on the 10th hole on Thursday. He is standing in someone's backyard. <laughs> and he starts taking practice swings right-handed. Now, Phil yeah. is naturally a right-handed player, but, of course, he plays professionally left-handed. He's done it for you know majority of his life now. And he hits 
hits the shot, and as he said afterwards, he thinks he flushed it. And so he's looking up like every uh, golfer would yeah. after trying yeah. a heroic shot, and the ball drops at his feet. That was yeah. unbelievable. After, afterwards, Phil's saying, I thought I hit it well. I really thought I hit it the green. So bravo, Phil, for trying these shots that are so risky and, you know, but yeah. I mean, good on him. He still had to get it through a fence. <laughs> like, I think get he's forgetting that part of it. Like, what did you, the fence wouldn't grab us? Yeah. And well, you know, I, I don't Especially because, you know, he's hitting it right-handed and he has the toe of his club up. So he only has, there isn't much, you know, room to spare if he mishits it at all. And that thing did not go anywhere. <laughs> it was crazy for Phil. Uh, but uh, so he, he is my winner this week uh, for that. My weird this week goes to the winner from last week, and that's Keith Mitchell. Um, a very strange uh, turn of events uh, in the Palm Beach Post, who yeah. on Monday morning... Their headline in the sports section uh, was uh, "No Name Champion." Like, yeah. give the guy a little respect, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that was when I saw that on Twitter. That I was just like sitting there going, "Like, come on, people! Yeah. Like, who's writing this headline and who's approving that headline?" Yeah. And we wonder why papers are dying. We wonder why papers are dying. And, you know, there's so many, you know, young golfers out there, young PGA Tour guys who, you know, maybe are perhaps coming out of nowhere, if you will, and go- going mm-hmm. on to win. You know, Keith Mitchell is one of them. Adam Long was one earlier yep. uh, this year. But it seems like Keith does have a good attitude about the whole thing. Uh, because on Saturday, as Keith was walking, Keith Mitchell was walking up to the 18th hole, uh, NBC announcer Dan Hicks called him Kevin Mitchell. Not Keith Mitchell, <laughs> Kevin Mitchell. So Keith Mitchell, the funny guy he is, uh, tweets the link out and says, you can call me Kevin all you want, just make the check out to Keith. So good on That's him. Great. You know, it's, it's the right attitude to have. Obviously, it, yeah. it, it was just a mistake there by Dan Hicks, one of the great broadcasters yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this game. And uh, just for the record, Keith Mitchell did make one2 to four million dollars yeah, last not a week. Bad million dollars. So good on uh, Keith Mitchell for that. Uh, my what this week goes back to a video that was posted out, uh, posted last weekend by Brooks Kepka, and it was a video of him bench pressing. Mm-hmm. Now, now uh, earlier, uh, I want to say two weeks ago, uh, PGA Tour. Uh, posted a, a screenshot of Brooks Kepka's upper body workout because you know people always say you know he, he's sort of built like a linebacker he's not your prototypical golfer shape you know he's not lean he's he's just buff he's 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 a big guy and so he, he of course tweets this out you know bench press 225 pounds uh, 15 times which you know guys in the NFL can't do he, he is right. just a machine so he he Instagrams this video out he's got music blaring and he goes out and and bench presses 15 times which you know like for a PGA Tour golfer who has had some injury issues, obviously. I thought this was pretty darn impressive. <laughs> it's, you know, these guys aren't, it's not like, it's not like 20 years ago, yeah. 25 years ago. Since Tiger came along, these guys are in shape. These mm-hmm. guys are athletes. Um, a lot of athletic movement in in golf these days. And, you know, you know, Brooks Kepka can play up multiple sports. Yeah. Um, I've seen him dunk a basketball. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, it's these guys. These guys could get it, get a ton, and there's a reason he hits it a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. got a stable base, and he he can kill the ball. So uh, it is impressive because yeah, there are guys at the combine that don't pump two twenty five, two fifty, whatever, fifteen times. Yeah. 
Well, and, 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 you know, even the crazier thing is that he did that the Sunday morning of the final round of a golf tournament where he came in second, which is right. which is crazy. And now I, I got to wrap this up in yep. uh, in one way, saying that uh, I actually attempted the Brooks Kepka bench press workout and and, uh, and I failed. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I didn't attempt it because I knew I would fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did my best, but I didn't quite have the upper body strength that Mr. Brooks uh, Kepka has. That's been Winners Weird and What this week. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, it's been a a lot of fun and uh, safe travels to uh, the players championship yeah looking forward to it it's been a while last time i was there was 06 so a lot has changed since steven abes won steven abes okay so uh, so, so the last last year you were there was when steven abes won so maybe we'll see a canadian win again this time all right okay well jamie thanks so much and uh, we'll talk to you soon you got it, buddy. That was Jamie Rydell of TSN Golf. Uh, produces everything here at TSN. The guy is an absolute uh, workhorse. Coming up after the break, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here in studio for the final segment uh, on this lovely Saturday morning. Just a quick weather update for those in the GTA. Six degrees and raining tomorrow. Six degrees. You know what that means? The snow's going to start melting. Hallelujah. Uh, Thursday and Friday, eight degrees both days. So it's uh, golf season is just around the corner, and we are very excited uh, for that. Let's, let's, hear for some, uh, let's go for some leaderboard updates now from around the world of golf. I'll get to the Arnold Palmer Invitational first on the PGA Tour. Of course, Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley, your co-leaders at nine under par. They tee off at 150 uh, this afternoon. If you're listening live here, uh, four hours away or so from right now. Billy Horschel, Jonathan Vegas in the second-to-last group at 140. Francesco Malinari and Keith Mitchell, who we heard uh, from earlier in the show, uh, they're at 130. And, of course, Sloan Ranger, Canadian Roger Sloan and Kevin Kisner. They tee off at 120. They are both four shots uh, off the lead. This could be a big weekend for Canadian golf. Roger Sloan so far rounds of 70 and 69. Uh, He is just four shots off the lead. I should mention as well, Canadian Adam Hadwin also made the cut. He's already on the golf course, and he's currently two under uh, through four holes with birdies on his first and his fourth hole four. Uh, is a par 5. I should mention that as well. Uh, Let's move on here to the European Tour, the Qatar Masters. Uh, Oliver Wilson is your leader through three rounds. He has a one-shot lead over four uh, different guys out there on the European Tour. Of course, a lot of those guys will be coming over here to play the Players' Championship next week in Florida. 
on the PGA Tour champions, the Hogue Classic. Scott McCarron and Fran Quinn are your co-leaders after one round. They're both at seven under par. Canadian Stephen Ames did not have the best start to this tournament, a four over par for him. And Jeff Maggart was five over 76. I mention this because there was uh, he, had, he had a bit of an unfortunate circumstance yesterday where he five-putted from about 10 feet. It was uh, not pretty to watch and kind of scary to watch, actually. So the whole classic, of course, gets underway a little later today. I mentioned earlier in the show as well, GolfTalkCanada.com. That is our new website. It launched uh, yesterday, Friday. You can hear some latest podcasts, articles, blogs, uh, TV um, segments as well will be posted there. Golf Talk Canada Television is back this week. A special 60-minute preview of the Players' Championship. Uh, we'll look at the 17th hole, one of the great par threes in all of golf. We'll, we'll look back some great moments in Players' Championship history, whether it was Tigers better than most putt in 2001 or Webb Simpson winning last year or Ricky Fowler winning in 2015, the biggest win of his PGA Tour career thus far. Of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is also just around the corner. That's going to kick off Masters Week right here on Golf Talk Canada and TSN. We're giving away up to $20,000 worth of TaylorMade gear this year. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter or Instagram, or both, and you have a better chance to win some great gear, of course. The, the, the end prize, the, the winning prize for our 20th week is a full through-the-bag fitting of a tailor-made setup that you essentially feel like a professional golfer. It is, it's a pretty darn uh, good feeling. Well, this could be a huge weekend for Canadian golf. Roger Sloan, four shots off the lead with 36 holes to go. Uh, he'll be teeing off this afternoon at 1.20 Eastern with Kevin Kisner. Could be a huge weekend for Canadian golf. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning right here on Golf Talk Canada. For Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, Jamie Rydell, I'm producer Adam Scully saying so long. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.